listening to my ugly truth podcast season three remember what i told you be your own boss love yourself level Level up up. (laughs) have one thing to say you better work 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 working on my shit to be the lowest now i'm my ugly truth podcast with your co-host angie and alex season three Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast. And today, me and co-host Alex are going to be talking about narcissistic traits. And if anyone's dealt with anyone that's a narcissist, these are some traits that they do either while they were in the relationship with you. It could be a love connection, a family, a friend. It could be anybody. We're going to talk about some traits, some experiences of some phases, whether you're dealing with them, whether they are in their next victim for supply, when there's some fancy terms that they use, or what happens after dealing with the narcissist. So welcome to the next episode of season three with Alex and myself, Angie. I feel like people who have been treated wrong by someone who has narcissistic traits, it's like, like, for example, like my situation is like, you know, my situation, like, I feel like my ex is a huge narcissist. I mean, shit, like my whole fucking podcast is about dealing with a narcissist. (laughs) What's your experience with narcissism? We can start with that. Like, for example, my first red flag would be they project always everybody's blame but they you never hear them like taking ownership of anything that that would be one of mine that would be one of mine is like it's always it's never them it's always somebody else yeah. it's already some it's always someone else's fault they did they could wrong that kind of thing but another thing is lack of consideration or empathy is a huge one for me i think about what you touched on in your vlog like if someone did something to you and you were hurt by it and you told the narcissist hey like that hurt me they'd most likely turn around and be like well, do you know how much that hurt me? Yeah, flipping it and, over, yeah. Yeah, everything is like about them. Nothing is ever nothing is ever about like the other person. The first red flag for me. That that's a good point because um I've been watching like, you know, these either whether they're tarot readers or like YouTubers talking about these traits and the first thing that they say is the reason why they project it back. That's that's projecting. That's what I was saying about projecting. This would be the first line for me. Um they project that back is because um they feel like you're, you're you're catching on to them so they start bringing out what you did wrong and then like it gets to a point where if you're in a relationship with a, a person that's like this a narcissist you start really questioning yourself if it is your fault and that's like I feel like you and I both have been in that point where it's like we yeah. take we're blaming ourselves for things that's not even our fault but at that moment it's not even playing the victim it's just at that moment you're trying to make sense of it and you're like well, maybe I am doing that. Maybe I don't need to do that. And when you stop doing that, it's like they find another reason to project at you. You're like, are you going to take any ownership of this? Right. And that's when manipulation comes. So then you have narcissistic traits like that. And then comes in manipulation where you're starting to feel like it's you. Like it's you're the problem. You're the one that's crazy. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when all like that self-insecure self-esteem issue starts coming in. And another thing I will say is uh, when you said that the they don't show empathy or they don't show like that they even care that they hurt you. I don't want people out there confusing it with like, oh, you won't see this person being very caring and loving because no, they, they do show that. But as long as there's a benefit, right? For example, I've noticed like people will, I will show you off or I will give you this gift because you did something for me. And then they they can use that as a love language is act of giving a gift, right? The act of gifting. They can say that, but it's like, have they ever done anything nice or been sympathetic or been sweet just for no fucking reason? That is what you would need to be looking at. Yeah. And I think another important thing is to pay attention to conditions, meaning like if they go out of their way to do something for you, 
even if it's like serious, it could be serious. It could be something as simple as like going to the pharmacy for you to go get your meds because you can't breathe. You need your inhaler. And somebody turns around and says, well, remember that one time when you were almost dying? Like you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I would feel like subtle comments. And you know, I've seen this, I've seen this happen where people are, even if it's like just joking, right? They'll joke about it. And I, I can see right through them. I'm like, no, that's not a joke. That's you. Well, they say 50% of a joke is always somewhat true is what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a joke. Like, that's who you really are. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, so you got to pay attention to like who does things out of the goodness of their heart, like expect nothing in return. Right. I've had people come into my life. Um, I've had one person in particular from my past that was always doing that. Well, you wouldn't have this if it wasn't for me. Well, you wouldn't be where you are right now if it wasn't for me. You wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for me. Well, I, I feel like people might see this as kind of like crazy to say, but I feel like that is the beginning of mental abuse. I feel like that is because those kind of like... It's like you're showing like, them like I own you. Almost like grooming. And to me, that's, yeah. that's just so disturbing to me. I don't know. Well, that's, and that's a good point because like, for example, I'm going to give an example with my past. Like I did a favor to my ex and it was a legal matter. I had to help him. You know, I co-signed that car and he told me, he's like, I don't want you to do this if you're going to hold this over my head. And I responded back saying, I'm not going to hold it over your head as long as you don't screw me over with it. Right. So there's one thing about I did something for you and you fucked me with it. I will throw that back in your face. Like I got you that and I didn't have to. So that's different when someone takes advantage of the situation. So I don't want anyone thinking like, oh, the last time somebody threw something in my face that they did for me, they're a narcissist. It's like, no, it depends on like, why are they throwing it in your face? Are they throwing it in your face because you took advantage of the situation or are they throwing it in your face because you're trying to talk about something else, but they're just projecting anything to take away the attention from whatever the real problem is. Right, right. And I think another thing too, paying attention when you open up to someone, right? When you're emotionally vulnerable or when you to wear your heart on your sleeve and talk about some things that maybe are sensitive to you or a little bit triggering to you. Um, I can give this as an example, and I'm sure many of like listeners like listening to this can relate. But if let's say I went through something very traumatic in my childhood, or I went through something, I'm going to use this as an example, and I know this is a horrible example, but if I was raped or something, okay. and I was telling a spouse or somebody of interest, somebody that I'm dating, this is what's happened to me, and I was emotionally vulnerable. Like and during something argument, you don't tell many people, yeah. Right, and during an argument or a fight or a disagreement, that's all of a sudden brought up in order to hurt me. Oh, I've had that. I've had that. Yeah. I've had that. Oh my yeah, god, I've had where that. They're like, or like, I, I think I situation Give you like a this good example. Shit. Yeah. I know you're thinking like, it. Where yeah, where came where somebody I, I heard like my friend went through this. Her boyfriend at the time was very controlling and didn't want her wearing like certain outfits out to the club or when she went out. And I remember <laughs> she put one outfit on, and he was like, "Well, maybe that's why you were raped." Oh and, fuck no, we're gonna fight. Yeah. We're gonna fight. I'm taking my or, earrings on. I'm tying my hair. I'm gonna sure, fight you, motherfucker. And I'm sure that that's not verbatim. It may have not been verbatim how he said it, but it's he the was that's, fucking intention. Yeah, that's what he was saying altogether. Is what she said is that he was basically he like, wants her well, to feel like shit for looking yeah. good and look at shameful like that rape story that she right. shared with her spouse. Yes, right. And I've actually see how that with the next two always degrading me for what I was wearing because every time we would go out. People would look at me like one time he was like, you look like a skank with the dress you're wearing. And this is reminding me what you just said. And I was like, your mom gave me this dress, bitch. Some motherfucker tells you that you look like a hell. Tell them that your, their mom gave you that. 
Then I started right. questioning my whole life. So I'm like, oh my God, is his mom part of this too, bitch? Trying to make it look this slide. Right. I think a huge, I think with that is when somebody puts their trust in you and they tell you things when they're vulnerable and using that as kind of like a scare tactic, that to me is like manipulative. That's toxic. Yeah. Like I'm going to give an example and it, it's a very ugly truth of mine. But I'm going to share it because I don't give a fuck. It's the truth. What Alex is trying to say, I'll give you an actual real example. My ex and I did fertility treatments and everything was coming out. Like I was the one with the issues of the fertility. Like he wasn't even getting tested for anything. But one time we got in an argument because after our breakup, collection bills started coming. And he said, well, it's not my responsibility that your body couldn't produce a baby. And that right there is the reason, well, number one, Alex fucking can't stand him now. How low can you go? And I will say he did apologize about that. Like a day later, he was like, I'm sorry for saying that. But it's like, this happened more than just this time. And that was a low blow, bitch. Like to a woman trying to produce a fucking baby, which is what we're here for in the world. It's like taking a man down for with his manhood, you know, worse than that. Right. And that's what it is. It's like those men or I don't even want to say men. It could be anybody. Those people who are narcissists what they do is when they're in an argument like that and when they see that they're maybe don't have have as much power as they hope that they would Mm -hmm. that is when they start attacking to make you feel less to make you feel bad so that they get an ego boost and they feel a little bit more better about the point they're trying to get across that to me is a huge red flag for narcissism yeah 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 and i feel like also um a lot of people don't realize someone's a narcissist until after the narcissist already either finds another supplier or, you know, goes all, goes to somebody for their supply, right? What are they called? Suppliers? Their new supplier? Is that what it's called? Like the, the terms, of, like, grooming was another term in narcissism. Okay, so. They'll they find a say, new victim. Yeah, they always say, like, when they're done with you and they they're like, okay, well, if a narcissist is always wanting to be in power of me, then it's like, because they already know that you saw their true face underneath that mask and they know that right. they can't use you play you and and fool you anymore with that mask so they jump to the next person and then it's like i was watching this thing the other day a motivational speaker and he was like they will go to that new victim and brainwash them about you in case you try to come and speak the truth to them and i was like holy shit that makes so much sense because like for example my situation my ex when he did that to the next girl after me she thought I was the devil. She thought I was crazy. She thought I was insane. And then later, a couple months after they broke up, she apologized to me and told me that she realized that he was the real devil, that it wasn't me. And she's like, I knew it wasn't. And I told him to his face that he was the real devil. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's going around telling, telling people I'm the fucking devil. Like, wow. I'm looking at now for narcissists. So I'm looking to see if anything. Oh, it's called, it is called a narcissist supply. It says how you know you're someone's narcissistic supply. It says they are in your mind more than anyone else. You're constantly thinking about how you're actions affected them and less about how their actions affected you like you're trying to understand why they're doing what they're doing yeah that makes sense and then to keep them satisfied and comfortable at all times and you feel guilty when they express disapproval disappointment and when you don't meet their expectations yeah (laughs) yeah that sounds like a lot of people in my life right fuck (laughs) and okay so how does a narcissist become a narcissist well they say that 
they either get raised by a narcissist or they learn those traits, whatever benefit that they're trying to get. It's a control thing. That's what it is. Another word for narcissist, if you had to substitute, it would be controlling, right? So it's like they want to control the situation. It comes from a place of fear, maybe a place of not feeling enough, insecurities, but wanting to, to be in control of a situation. So I think this comes from brainwashing someone or being raised or learning this behavior somewhere. Someone. What do you think? If a child always felt attacked at a young age, maybe feeling like they always have to have like their guards up or they always have to be the one in power so they're not getting hurt. I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah. And people always say, you know, like I would never let anyone treat me like that. But people that are getting abused by a narcissist. They don't realize they're being abused because it's not always physical. It's not always verbal. It's just more like the inside. It starts slow and then it's like it programs you to accept those behaviors and then it starts punishing you if you get emotional distant or anything that you do that you feel like it's, you know, putting your boundaries up. You feel like you're being punished, ignoring what you want, what you need or what's the right thing. And it's more about making you being unloved and unimportant. And it's just a manipulation. Then you wonder, like, how did I get in this position? Like, for example, for me, like, I think I'm a strong character and I would never think I would ever be a victim of nar narcissism. But you don't realize you're being abused until later. Right. And I think what you said, too, that was a little bit triggering for me is how you were talking about your your mind being programmed to think that it's normal. That was something that happened with me and my daughter's dad because he was just an awful person and a, an extreme, I, I want to say like a master, a master narcissist and manipulator. He had his patterns, like his patterns of narcissism programmed my brain to feel like, yes, I was the crazy one, but more weird than anything that everything he was doing was okay. It was normal because he loves me. Like, it's okay because this person, he says that he loves me. Yes, me. yes. And, yeah, you're no, like programmed to think that you're loved, but you're right. not being shown love, but you're being told you're loved. Yeah, so when I moved, because I eventually ended up leaving that relationship and moving away to a, even to a completely different environment, a completely new state, I had to unlearn all those patterns. I realized that was never love. That was never mm -hmm. normal. And it was it was very eye opening. It was very healing for me because when I eventually met the person that I love now, I felt no, 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 this is how you're supposed to like this is how somebody who loves you is supposed to treat you like this is how mm -hmm. someone who respects you is supposed to treat you like what you experienced, unfortunately, was not love, but because you're told different things and you're told, well, I'm doing this like I'm I'm telling you that you're going to do this or I'm telling you that I feel this way or that. I would like you to do this. And it's because I love you. Like you said, Angie, your brain's being programmed that way. It's very scary. It is like scary. You, I feel like you lose yourself for a little bit. You, you have to separate. lose yourself. Like, because it, it, if you think that you're not being abused by someone that's trying to do this to you, it's like you already lost yourself when you're trying to figure it out. And then you, you find yourself when you try to make sense of it all. Right. I actually saw this because I, I was looking at Pinterest, like right before I got on, I saw this quote, it said, or not a quote, but it was a saying, it says the narcissist and their silence. It says the silent treatment from those that you love causes the same chemical reaction within the mind to physical pain. So it's like the same pain to the emotional logic brain that it is to physical pain. And it says a narcissist silent treatment, psychologically manipulation. They don't care about your feelings. They want to hurt you and it's emotional abuse so they can have power and control of you. So people are like, how is someone having power and control of me if they're giving me a silent treatment? Well, because they're punishing you or they're upset about something that you're trying to either expose them or you're trying to get questions answered or whatever it is. You're trying to make sense of something or you said something that triggered them or made them project to you. So they give you the silent treatment just because they want to punish you. And that's another thing I was seeing. Like, silent treatment used by the narcissist to emotionally abuse his victim it puts him in control it also confuses the victim and causes anxiety yeah. 
It crushes their sense of worth, of self-esteem, also feeling invisible to the narcissist just because whether whatever happened that made this person go silent treatment, either they're upset with you with something. There's something that you did that they didn't like and it was something about some truth, exposure, or that you are seeing their shit. Right. It's and crazy. I think that the main, their main goal and the reason why they punish or all those things is because their main goal is to keep control. If they don't have control they lose it. So they need to have control at all times. Like until they do, they're going to continue using all the tactics they can. That includes like manipulation, everything. So like, how do we prevent from anyone becoming a narcissist or raising? Because we can raise narcissists too. So it's like, I go through this little list real quick. It's a couple signs that you were raised by a narcissist. If anyone out there feels like they were raised or maybe someone that they're dealing with who is a narcissist has been raised like this, then this, this can make sense to them. So they try to control you through codependency. They laid guilt very thick. They only loved you when you did what they wanted. They liked to get even with you. So if like you didn't do something, then they'll be like, well, I didn't do that because you didn't do it. Like kind of like that. They never respected your boundaries and they owned your accomplishments. Like you were saying, like, well, I will, you would have died without my, me going to get you the inhaler, you know? Right. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to show or you that, I bitch. Had a, I did have a friend. I had a, I had a girlfriend who, she had a boyfriend who was extremely controlling. She wanted to leave her job and, and he had told her, no, 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 I really think you should stay at your job. Like, I think that, you know, just stick it out and, and be strong and, at the time, I mean, she's gonna, she's a strong woman. She's gonna do whatever the hell she wants. But I think at the time she was like, you know what? I'm comfortable. Stick it out. Maybe I can grow. Well, today she's actually a training project manager at Grubhub and she's making so much money. And before she left this last relationship, he told her, yeah, you would have never gotten that promotion if it wasn't for me telling you to stay at your job, you know, like, Different things like that. That's, oh, I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah. It's, that kind of makes me think because, um, you know, the whispers in the in the crowd, the people's, the shit that's coming out of people's mouths, right, is that my ex, who's a narcissist, he likes to think that I've gotten somewhere in life because it's his story that I share, right? My other truth is a lot about this one relationship that went to shit, and I just kind of expressed to everybody about self-love, self-care, and I, that's when I got into my spirituality. Like, taking ownership of where I'm at right now because of our story. Like, bitch, you shouldn't want to take ownership of that, right? It's like, it's like, oh, because of me, she's where she's at. Fuck that. Right, right. Another sign if you being raised by a narcissist is that they have a favorite or golden child, and that's so true. I feel like um, there's some people that I know that are narcissists that were raised by one when they're like, you were always the black sheep, so you always had to go extra to show your parent. Or they would be like, well, your brother or your sister didn't do that. Or they, they accept more flaws from that favorite child than the, the other one, you know? That's where stems that whole self-theme and, and wanting to take, be in control or wanting to manipulate any situation to get what you want. They project their bad behaviors onto you, like this is the parent or, or anyone that you were raised around. And they're like to present a perfect family image to the outsides. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. So like, okay. So yeah, they make it seem like everyone smile for the family, family portrait. Right. But right. we all have, I mean, yeah, social media is social media. Everyone acts like that, but it's like, God forbid the public or what would people say if they, if, if you do this, like if your parent tells you that be careful or anyone, anyone, anyone like caring so much about the public image. One thing is about, yeah, no one needs to know our business, but another thing it's like going out of your way to care too much too. It's a narcissist. The last thing that they want is be exposed. How did you feel like you got out of that narcissist, uh, baby daddy relationship? Like I completely cut off communication. And I understand that a lot of people, like, especially if you have ties to the, your narcissist, um, I understand that a lot of people can't 
um, or don't have the option to do that. But I had, unfortunately, I had sole physical and legal decision making. Mm -hmm. So I was able to completely cut off ties with him. And what I actually did is I got off social media because when we ended our relationship. I didn't get to grieve in private. I think everybody, he told everybody our business. It was, it was like circus show. He's trying to brainwash them with lies about you. So if you ever came out with the truth, they would not believe you. Yes. Right. And remove any outlets, whether they're on social media, texting didn't matter. You know, even when somebody's on social media, somebody could literally, they don't have to talk to you to manipulate you. They can like post things to trigger you. Right. I didn't want want any kind of. Bitch, I gotta tell you about something off the record. Yeah. Rewarded her by public acknowledgement. Like how fucking pathetic. Okay, yeah, keep going. (laughs) Fucking Um, trigger, bitch. And I'm hungover. And you saw him do the same thing to the next girl after you, right? Yep. And actually, there's two other. Yes. There's two other baby mamas. What he does, and you know. And I I want everybody who's listening to know that I'm not bashing my daughter's father. I don't believe in that. I'm not doing that to him. But I am pointing out like the psychological side of all of this because there is certain things that I have seen through him that that really do make me question a lot about his childhood, a lot about the kind of role model. Yeah, you're trying to understand why they do what they do. Right, because he had a pattern and I didn't learn this until after I had left him. But mm-hmm. he had a pattern with multiple women. And what it was is he was living in a in a home um, with his parents. And his parents are not the most healthy, emotionally healthy people to be around. His mother's very codependent. Um, and, you know, many other many other family issues that they have. And I feel like you're talking about pattern, Right. A pattern that I've seen <laughs> is he kind of jumped from woman to woman. He typically went for women who were very independent women who either had children or a lot of money, very successful. And he would use them like he would fill at their house, eventually move in with them, have their money, share their money with him. Then he would leave and then he would go to the next one. And if it didn't work out, he went straight back to mommy and daddy's house. So when I was like learning all this, I was like, wow, you know, and that's what made me more empathetic is very easy for like the old Alex, I feel like to be like, you're a piece of shit. Like I fucking hate you. But mm-hmm. then there's a part of me that's like, you know what? No, I really do feel like he has some deep rooted issues that he's just, he needs to heal. And until he does, but he's just tucking it down. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to keep doing this whole pattern. He's still doing it to this day. Yeah. I remember that one girl that after you, like you guys somewhat became friends and he did the same thing to her, like left her the same way. Or how do you, what was that one thing that, like what was the act that he did was it the obviously he did everything but like the main one that he did to you and then he did to her oh yeah because he doesn't like again narcissist trait he doesn't like to take responsibility it's always somebody else's fault if he gets a woman pregnant the first thing he does is he will get you to trust him so like you're not safe from anything once you're against him and he goes after you because god forbid he have to you know he have to take responsibility for his actions and to and pay child support which is what most working you know hardworking dads do he would find every possible way to to turn the tables so like i'll give you an example i had a car when i was pregnant with my daughter the front passenger seatbelt actually was broken at the time and I had decided to leave him before I actually gave birth to my daughter and when I got into the car it was a very hot day Um, my friend was driving I was in the passenger seat and 
Obviously, there was no seatbelt. We literally lived right down the road. He came up to my window with his phone and he was recording me and he said, you don't have um, a seatbelt on. When we were in a relationship, that's not something that he would do. It was because I had left him that he decided to paint me as a bad mother to use against me in court. It's like, doesn't even say it. He's just giving you little fucking hints what he's trying to say. What the right. fuck? Right. And so that was the stuff that I lived with. I always was told that I was overreacting. I always was told that everything was my fault. And when I got out of that and I was able to heal, I 100% see that that relationship was not only karmic, it was a huge, like huge lesson that I'm very thankful for. Everybody always asks me, like, would you go back to, you know, Jamie's dad if you would, like, if you were to go back in the past, would you have still gone back? Yes, I would have. I don't think I would have stopped unless I had made that choice to go leaning on my spirit guides and saying, hey, if I, by any chance, like if I'm not meant to go and make this work one more time, like, please don't let me get on that plane, like stop that plane somehow. And mm-hmm. it was never stopped. And I really do believe it's because they needed me to feel at rock bottom and to see the full picture so that I never go back and put my daughter and I in that situation again. Right. And if anyone out there is dealing with someone like this and you're you're at that point where you're fi- trying to figure out why they do what they do so it can make sense to you and maybe they're like giving you the silent treatment or maybe they're already on to the next victim. My suggestion is I wanted the acknowledgement and apology, but do know that a narcissist will never be able to apologize for something because apologizing is taking ownership of something that they did wrong and taking ownership of something they did wrong is something a narcissist can never fucking do. Like they just can't do that. Right. So it's like you're going to be waiting forever and I did I, I waited a long time I mean I wasted a lot of time thinking that I was going to get the proper respect because you know I was like oh I respected him he knows that I respected him so he should know it's never going to happen it's something that they're going to tuck away the person that you fell in love with like never existed they created this persona like for you like they made this everything you wanted to be right if you have kids they were great you know I'm going to be the greatest uh, role model like what I would want to be for if I had a stepdad you know that's what or step mom whatever girl guy and it's like they became this what you want right and then everything on paper looks good but they pretend to like the things that you like and also to make it more believable they always go after the independent smart ones because it's like a challenge to them i feel like right right it's crazy to you another thing that i saw was when a narcissist stonewalls you aka the silent treatment they want and they're waiting for you to respond they want you to chase after them and beg for their attention they just want to provoke you they want to control you unless they already found another like victim my final thoughts on this is to just remember that we all have narcissistic traits in us. We are all capable of being one. I am a firm believer that a lot of us show traits at one point or another in our lives of narcissism. The The difference is if you're actively aware, like if you're actively doing the work and you're aware that you're being a piece of shit at times and you're doing the work to either heal, become a better person, that does not make you a narcissist. If you know that you're being a piece of shit, if you know that you're doing something wrong, if you're treating somebody with Yeah, I don't think it's a subconscious thing when they do that. Yeah, you know, there's your answer right there. Like, that is a narcissist. Somebody that clearly knows what they're doing. They're very calculated and they show no empathy for it. So if right. you know, and I, I do it sometimes too. There's times where even me, you know, me and my friends, we have huge conversations about boundaries and how to respect boundaries. If somebody says, no, I don't want to go out. It's a no. You don't make them feel bad about it. You respect right. their decision to stay home and that's it. You know, believe it or not, those are important things. I really do feel that that's important. And no, and it is important because I also feel like also a narcissist will con- sometimes can call you a narcissist just to like, so it's like, be careful with that because. 
there could be something about exposing their truth and you're just wanting the truth to be out and you want to understand. And they'll, they'll say like, Oh, now you're just trying to ruin my life. That's, that's just the favorite word that they like the line that they use. You're trying to ruin my life. It's like ruin your life with the truth or ruin your life to get, to make some understanding of this. So be careful because we do tend to do some things wanting to know the truth that can come off to them. Narcissistic, like exposing the truth to them. It's like, oh, you're trying to project this on me. It's like, no, I'm trying to get you to see not about other people seeing their truth. It's about you. I'm trying to get you to see it. And they're going to make it seem like you're trying to ruin their reputation. You're trying to ruin their life. And and always be careful when they tell you about the last victim telling you that they were the crazy one that's another yes. flag. yes I've had many men come up to me and say my, my ex, ex is crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. um she did this she I usually am I'm you know Angie and I for those of you who don't know me and Angie are very intuitive we pick up and we can read people like a book but we don't know everything and there are times where we do talk to each other and we're like hey what do you think about this guy and Angie did tell me there was uh, you know there was a there was a guy I was briefly talking to and he had mentioned the codependency his, one Right. And he had mentioned that his ex was crazy. And I'm, I was very nonchalant about it. Like, I, I really didn't think anything of it. But Angie's like, hey, you know, keep in mind, there's always two sides to every story. Right. You're only hearing. Right. Yeah, no, no. Because at that point, there, I mean, let's just say they were right. Like, for example, my girlfriend got a message the other day. My girlfriend, Brittany, she's like this little super cute Scorpio, too. She got a message from one of our guy friends, ex-wife, and on Facebook. And it was like, uh, the message she got was, I saw you on my husband's boat. And I already knew that the, our friend was divorced, like, almost a year ago. And it's not her husband, right? But I'm, I'm coming from a place of understanding because the reason why, you know, you have to see two sides of the story is because I was the one told that I was a crazy ex, right? So I'm trying to, like, read the message that she's saying. She's trying to get information. Obviously, she's so wounded and, like, she, she sent me the message she's like help me I don't know who the fuck she's talking about and I'm, I, so I talked to the guy and I send him the screenshot I'm like he's like no I can't divorce her twice and he's like we, we've been divorced she she does that randomly with random girls and I I've been at that point where I I saw somebody that my my ex was talking to and I thought there was something going on but you got to see both sides I'm not saying she's not crazy and I'm not saying she is uh, she's not crazy or she is you just got to see why, listen really carefully what they say right after when they say she's crazy because whatever they're saying, because it could be one, a lie, or two, it can be misinformation that they're leaving out. When they're getting to know a new woman, their main goal is to charm them. I mean, that's what guys like to do. They like to look like the good guy. And I, I'm not saying that there's, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of guys are very honest with their past and everything like that. Another one that they say is, um, oh, my ex is obsessed with me because uh, when I met my ex, who's a narcissist. He told me his ex, this girl that lived locally here, was obsessed with him. And then later, after the years and me becoming friends with her and me finding out more information, it was reversed. He was obsessed with her and she was using another rebound. It was crazy. I was like, wait, what? And she cheated on him like yeah. three times. I was like, what? Right. It's right. mind blowing. Yeah. But so just be careful with example. that. That's a perfect example of how we have narcissistic tricks. That can be a little manipulative. That can be a little narcissistic. Only give one side, use it to your advantage to make you paint you out to be the good person. You're not telling the whole truth. You're not. And my advice to that, like if there's any men listening, is to not really dive into those kind of subjects just yet until you do have trust in that person. And then you are ready to tell the full story and not half the story. And if you don't feel like telling it, then don't. No, and it's funny because I got a lot of guys that I've like um, met maybe in the past couple years most of them are like, you know, we're friends and I wish them nothing but the best. Like about their ex. And I'm, I respect that. And not only that, that's a fucking turn on when you can talk about someone that you once loved and right. say like, you still have respect for them and you want them to be happy. It just didn't work out or whatever the fuck you want to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, we'll be back in two weeks. Anything oh, else? I want to say really quick. 
happy mm-hmm. Scorpio season to all the Scorpios out there. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> happy Scorpio May season. season be ever in your favor. Girl, my freaking app came up when it was like, <laughs> the sun's in Scorpio and it says uh, the witching hour. I was like, this yep. is so Scorpio yep. season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say that. So if you're a Scorpio, happy early birthday or happy late birthday. I know it started yes more more the Scorpios because it's their season right now. But I'm sending all my I have love so many Scorpios in my life. Happy okay. birthday. <laughs>